beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my crew, my team. We've got none other than Patrick. Hola. We've got Drew. Howdy. And we've got Brett. I'm feeling pretty down right now, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here, guys, to talk about music, and the provider of said music this week is none other than Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week? Uh, this week, I decided we needed to talk about an emo classic uh, from a band called Texas is the Reason and their album, Do You Know Who You Are? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about expectations. Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, I knew... If- Texas is the reason because I also uh, grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s and listened to emo. So Texas is the reason is something I I very much knew of. Um, I may have listened to this record uh, in my past quite a bit. So it's sort of weird getting into my expectations because my expectations are what the next block is always. So I'm going to stop speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett. What were your expectations coming into this album? Oh, uh, Texas is the reason um, that the president's dead um, is is a lyric that I'm familiar with. Um, when I started listening to this album, I noticed a few things. We had some some nasally vocals and stuff, some mopey melodies. I knew I had an emo album on my hands. I did not know ahead of time what I was getting into. More after the break. Yes. <laughs> Patrick, uh, why don't you go ahead and describe this album uh, thematically? What makes this album tick? Uh, To me, this is the gap that bridges between the sort of the two bands that started emo, Sunny Day Real Estate and Jawbreaker, if you don't include reaching back to like Husker Du and and Rites of Spring, sort of the bands that the first bands that got called emo. This is one of the bands that came out of that and sort of bridged the gap. There's definitely a strong side of early 90s indie rock to them. But, you know, like Brett said, there's the nasally emo vocals, uh, very, very heartfelt lyrics and kind of coming out of coming out of, you know, punk and showing that punk can have feelings. It doesn't all have to be about how fast you can play or how tough you can be. It was sort of the other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting way to put it. Uh, Drew, how, what would be the themes that elements that caught your attention about this album? Well, this album, and it's sort of weird talking about this album, because this is, this is Texas is the Reason. If you want to go listen to Texas is the Reason, you get this album, or you get nothing else they ever made, ever. Because... Um, they absolutely exploded after this. Um, they were just about to like get major record deals, and like every other emo band that almost gets a record deal, they explode. Um, they talk about their, it in the emo game. <laughs> they do. 
Um, it's it's the three album rule. You get three albums, or you turn into Chris Caraba. Um, that's a funny reference for everybody that gets yeah. it. Um, so they're they're absolutely a love it. Texas is the reason is absolutely a love it or hated sort of thing. And Swagger's not exaggerating. They're the inspiration for a lot of what came out of the mid to late or what came out of the late nineties, early two thousands, emo sort of scene. Um, this is that like mid nineties emo personified to me. That's what this album is that somehow one album encapsulated everything that was the genre. Um, if you've listened to the bands like Straylight run brand new saves the day that came after them, um, then they've all drawn inspirations from pieces of this and you can hear it. You can hear it very well here. The focus on like almost discordant guitar swells, quick drops, uh, palm mutes, like that very quickly hit in, um, are all like sort of the sound that you get from this era of emo, uh, vocal parts that, uh, focus uh, that are nasally at times, of course, you do get that. Um, but the focus really on uh, personal sort of lyrics in a weird way, that's what comes to define what emo is even to this day um, as it got sort of weird and into the, like the scenester stuff. But like, that's another day. Um, it encompassed all of them very well this it it is what it is um we're gonna get to brett in a second um and this album is not going to change your mind on what emo music is um they're not going to be some saving grace they're not going to be you're it's going to be very hard if you don't like emo to find um as as uh brett usually puts it the uh the gold in them their hills um you're just not going to do it but if you enjoy the bands that I listed previously, your Straylight Runs, your Saves the Days, your Brand News, um, Taking Back Sundays and all that. If you enjoy that sort of stuff and you haven't gone back, um, this is a good place to jump back to. Maybe not going so early as like the Promise Ring and stuff like that, but maybe jump back to uh, 96. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I will say I've I like quite a few of the bands you listed. But I can't say that I totally love this album. Uh, but Brett, I'll go to uh, Brett. You might be able to articulate a few of the thoughts. Brett, what would be the themes and elements that could, you caught? Uh, that Golden caught your them hills. Golden them hills. I would have gotten some coal and been happy. Uh, no, I, you know, I really, I, I, you know, I'm. I started out on this. I wanted to remove all my prejudice of the you know, the angsty genre that I loathe. So, um, I really don't want this to be like my scathing review of the genre as a whole, but it hits every trope of the genre. Um, and it's also old. Like this is, this, this album is almost old enough to drink. Um, and you know, I, I understand that. Well, I imagine, I don't understand. Um, but I imagine that this was a, a trailblazing, you know, album for, you know, the future skinny jeans wearing side bangs having youths. But, uh, you know, I, I, I had to also step back and think that this was closer to the new romantic scene than it is to today. Um, 
so like th- there is really no no uh no genre i relate to less than emo um but it does have the 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 droning sounds of like there's no nothing really upbeat about anything um it, it i will get into the 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 jangle nothingness for a set amount of minutes um later um that i talked to djm about on a previous episode mm-hmm. but like there's 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 something about writing a song like it, even the thought of like i want to listen to music because i want to feel like garbage is not something that i can ever really relate to and you know it, the the droning on the it's downbeat singing but also over sang at the same time it's twang guitar but you know it it's not fun twang like like surf music twang or uh or hillbilly country twang even if i was going to compare and contrast i'd I'd take like five honky-tonk rapper records to listening to this one more time today which mind you today i've listened to this album six times (laughs) <laughs> trying trying to draw like squeeze whatever i could squeeze out of it but like there's just something about it and, and you know like you said the emo bands don't really have a longevity drew um i can imagine the kind of people that come up with the kind of music that we're listening to not being very uh, good with other people uh, yes. over long periods They're of not. time doing no. music so like again that's that's it's 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 hard for me to really latch on to the 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 magnetism that this has to pubescent teens and people that act like them yes <laughs> uh, it just yes. described me <laughs> yes um yeah and let's get into kind of some of the the key tracks patrick what would be some of the tracks that you would zero in on uh record breakers thing uh johnny on the spot the opener i love the way the album kicks off it's just kind of gives you an idea exactly where you're going the drums on this record are way better than most of the other emo stuff you usually get. Um, just really, really good throughout and kind of driving and really perfectly in the mix. Uh, vocals are, are emo vocals. There's a little bit of nasal to it, but I, I really personally like it, but I'm an emo nerd. Uh, it, it doesn't get full on whiny, like, like the Chris Carabas of the world who basically cries through his songs, but it, it has feeling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm the only one. At I know, I know. You're the you're literally two people in the world love dashboard confessional. Drew, you and Chris Caraba. Yeah. yeah, you and Chris Caraba himself. I like him. I like him. There were yeah. some girls that I dated back in 2002 that liked him. Dude, like if you them. wanted to bang emo girls, learn a couple of dashboards. No, no, no. I, you <laughs> stay away from that. We call that daddy issues. Um, <laughs> no, don't care. I, 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 I was <laughs> The other one I'd probably uh, mention is Back Into the Left. You kind of get a little bit more of their their punk edge there. It's a little bit more high energy, and it comes off of, of an instrumental track that's you know really soft, and it really kind of kicks you back and wakes you back up for the end of the record. And it's just, it's a fun song, um, and it's one of those ones that gets remembered by them, I think. Yeah. Uh, I will throw my hat. I, I would say I throw my name in the hat of, of uh, somebody who loves Dashboard, but uh drew three people yes three people drew what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention um i'm gonna go with the magic bullet theory uh i'm gonna touch on both of the jfk songs oddly enough um so the magic bully 
bullet theory. It, the palm muted uh, opening into that, like that sort of um, discording guitar melody is something that for me is a bit nostalgic. Like I, I've said before, the misfit emo kid in me was very much my uh, junior high freshman year. So like that's sort of something that like uh, Texas is the reason and the bands that sort of um, gained inspiration from that uh, was something I listened to a lot of uh, at that point in my life. So it's something that like just sort of reminds me of that, brings me back to that time, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, Nickel Wound, uh, the quiet, twinkly guitars in a verse that swells into a chorus, um, and the chorus is very much more loud. Uh, that's sort of the cliche of emo music. That is, like they've been doing that since the '80s, and it 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 comes through. Uh, here, I mean, they did it in like just emo, emo, like grunge was known to do it here and there. The nickel wound did it very much. So, um, and then, as I said, I'm going to touch on both JFK songs back into the left. Um, the quick discordant hits, the distortion in the beginning, uh, leads into this really cool driving song. Um, and the lyrics to me were kind of cool. Cause it was like, like that looking down your nose, um, sort of contempt and slight anger in the sadness that was there is something that when I listen to this genre of music now, I tend to gravitate towards that um, more so than I do the very, very, very like cry alone to myself sort of stuff. It's more the slight anger in the contempt that I sort of dig on a little bit more. Uh, Brett, uh, what songs caught your attention, if any? <laughs> oh, uh, the, this is not a, uh, th- this isn't like a prog rock album that I was completely lost in. Yes. Um, there were songs to latch on to, such as the, the, you know, like opening track, you know, it, it really tells you what you're getting into. You, you start this album, you know exactly what to expect coming through. If, you know, you have ever been in a car stuck listening to other people's CD collections. Um, but uh, do you know who you are? Is that thing that I was talking with DJM about where uh, it's the, the, the trope of the I'm on a strum of guitar while somebody goes and it does this like discordant almost like, you know, it, it, it's music that has no value other than making an ambient feeling uh, almost more of a you know, a build-up piece. Uh, that is a track that did it and did it better than any type I've ever heard before, ever. But then it leads into back into the left, um, which, you know, it, it it's about the most punchy song, if you're grading on a curve, that you can get out of this album. Um, compared to the rest of it, uh, it you know, it, it, you can see that there was... There, there were people that came from a different music scene and then evolved into this. Um, it ain't the Misfits, but I didn't expect that either. And, and from there, I throw up the white flag. I don't know. I give up. I don't know. I, am I just not hip and with it for 20 years ago? I, I'm, I'm like, I, I've, I tried. I really tried. 
Well, we, okay. So, so the difference is, is so when me and Drew were were in our angsty teenage years, we were angsty and listened to angsty music. When you were in your angsty teenage years, you were not angsty and you really didn't listen to angsty music. No, when I was a teenager, I listened to the music of a of you know, I was an angsty teen that took it out with aggression and power, yeah, yeah. and, and burning it was, things it's, and it's pissing on people's cars. Here, here's the yeah. thing: I had, I had, I had half and half. I had half. I listened to. I was with my skater friends listening to skate punk about skate punk things. And then there was, there was, I would like, I was the type of kid that I would sit alone in my room. I would write and I would listen to music that it is. I guess this is getting into the next block. I don't know if we want to do that. Um, But as we're getting into the next block, I guess I'll say that like there's, there was a time when what I would do is I would listen to music, not for the music so much as for um, that sense of the things that I liked were things that other people liked and I was looking for validation. Um, and that's sort of what I got from here was that well, from bands like Texas is the reason from the whole emo scene was that the the fact that I liked punk rock music and that I liked that sort of um, edge to my music and that I liked that sort of style, but I, I liked getting into what made human emotion tick um, on a gamut from having fun to anger to sadness to melancholy to that sort of forlorn feeling and having all of that within different bands and you had bands like Texas is the reason that like uh, saves the day, like Jimmy world, like um, the promise ring that would touch on those subjects made it feel for like an angsty teen for like a sad, like misfit kid made it feel all right. Well, I mean, I, I, I understand that. And I, and I, I do respect people's abilities to have, different musical tastes but like at, at that time I, I i was as far away from somebody that wanted to have uh, implosive feelings i wanted to be, have explosive energy i wanted to listen to people that were telling me that like bad religion that it's all just chemicals in your body it's just look at this as like a uh, a very simple simple you're you're just zeros and ones organically uh you're you know or you know the, the the you know yeah. fuck the kids of no effects <laughs> where where it's like you know you just don't care like it, it's it's one of those things where instead of like going into myself i was more out there more more expressive and i and i know there are people that like i guess my my super mopey days were before i was even a teenager yeah. so like I, w- I was ready to go and you know yeah. throw bottles at people's cars and shoot potato guns at like rvs and you know be be a jackass instead of sitting at home writing poetry and playing jrpgs yeah, although i did I w- that I w- but i didn't want to write the poetry yeah i will say that uh, i did the other yeah i will say <laughs> yeah. that uh i will say that uh the thing is with, with this i understand that i definitely and i like i said i enjoyed a lot of the bands that came after like you know he said straight last straight light run a couple of songs. I love Taking Back Sunday. I love a, f- a few of the other bands. I will say that the, the the feeling with this one, I didn't quite enjoy this one. I almost feel like all those bands that came afterwards took what this 
kind of started going forward with and made it a whole lot better <laughs> and did it better and did it more with better quality. Would you uh, say that Seinfeld isn't funny? <laughs> the trope I think, or I think uh it I think it's one of those things where a band is, that's early and inspired other ones uh can be appreciated for being early and being inspired inspiring other ones but not necessarily have to be good. <laughs> yeah, like like early Black Flag pre pre uh Hank Rollins. Yeah, like it, it's there. It was there for a reason. It brought things that came afterwards, but then everybody fixed it. Everybody else fixed it. <laughs> everybody else took that idea and they fixed it. You know, uh, I will say that's my feeling on on emo. I think we basically went into, we went in, we did the uh, final thoughts in the segment without without my prompting. Hey, wait a minute! You're taking my only job. What's going on here? <laughs> Sorry, I tried to stop myself. Hey, it's all I've got. It's our first ever perfectly smooth transition. First one ever. Awkwardly transitioning in between segments is my only thing. It's the only thing I bring you're, to the You're table. the anti-Tom Merrick. Oh, oh, side note, while we're ending that, um, I'm I'm gonna be the only one I guess that sides with Swagger. Um if you've if you're into that sort of thing, um go go check it out uh i dig it um there is i forget who made it um i know there is a punk band though that made a song called texas is the reason that emo sucks and i think that more speaks to brett than it does to me yes um (laughs) don't put me in a box i'm home man no no no, no. you 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 found good things about jimmy world which is one of the bands I, I feel like I Jimmy E. World is the is the disconnected continuation of Texas is the reason. You hear this and then you go listen to Clarity and Blade American and you the it's a fucking straight line in between. Uh, yeah. yeah. But those Jim are Jim Atkins albums. is just a better vocalist. Uh, oh please. my god, he's such a better vocalist. But yeah. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into me nitpicking about no and, music and loving saves the day and yeah, yeah. but yeah I mean, well, let's straight, we're going on a film sack uh, in the weeds we're like tr- rat hole we're, we're getting into a rat hole my sentence pitch of why you should listen to this record if you ever were into any bits of emo this is going back and finding your roots that's what it is it's knowing where it came from it's, not, point. it's not the best emo record ever but like you need to you need to hear Jawbreaker once, you need to hear Sunny Day Real Estate, you need to hear Texas is the reason. And now it's I one have. record. And now you have, and now we can go on and listen to whatever's next. Yes. Uh, you gonna listen uh, to Jawbreaker? I'm I'd, I'd rather <laughs> How about I'd some glass jaw? Fuck all y'all. My subconscious. God damn. Fuck oh my god, glass jaw. Uh I'd I'd love to say that I deliberately killed that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, because you, I hated Black Glass Shaw, shot it. <laughs> but uh, considering it was still I also one of better episodes, to be fair, yes, it was. That was, I feel like, the episode that really cemented Brett hates all of my music. Well, it, it was the the first use of farting a better tune through a tuba <laughs> yeah. that I've ever used. Yes, uh, but it, I like I said, I would I would like to say I, I deliberately killed that episode, but then again, I I also accidentally killed Moody Blues, killed the greatest episode we ever recorded. Yes, Moody blues which one of the which with one of the best albums we ever talked about uh which is moody blues thanks to squiggles thanks black, squiggles. Black, 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 and we also killed squiggles episode and i would never do that to squiggles i love squiggles um 
But that being said, moving on, uh, we basically covered that last C block. Like I said, <laughs> we talked about our final thoughts uh, and we got an idea of what we thought about this album. Uh, let's go into our haikus, uh, the main of the end of the evening haiku reviews. Uh, let's see how we do it. I'll start with Brett for the flow. What is your haiku? Oh, for the flow. Um, every emo trope, they just might have done it first. But I don't care. <laughs> uh, Drew, what is your haiku? 90s emo is packaged in nine forlorn songs. Needs more Ray Capo. <laughs> uh, I'll do my haiku. Twas kind of droney. It just mostly meandered. Didn't quite inspire. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? In just one record, they helped define a genre. Oh, what could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have gotten so many disappointing follow-up albums. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that being said. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are our thoughts on Texas is the Reason. You can find that on our Spotify playlist. Uh, by play- and playing Record Breakers, the home game. Uh don't, don't panic, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I always forget about Spotify. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm reminded. Yes. Uh, eventually, it will be up there. Uh, so, at some point. At some point, uh, you can find it on Spotify. Otherwise, anyways, or you can find it on the various music sources on that Spotify playlist, probably, uh, or on Spotify in general. Is going to be our next album. Uh, and on various other places, and probably places with higher bitrate, like Tidal or Deezer, you'd probably prefer to check it out on, uh, or just get it, get your vinyl copy out and just bust that out. Uh, it's going to be Brett's album. Or don't do vinyl ever. So uh, what's you y'all, y- y- y'all know that, uh, this album was lacking in a couple things like, uh, uh, audio tracks of chirping birds. Um, <laughs> the, the curse of immortality. And spaceships flying into black holes. We'll get all of those on next week's episode where we do a farewell to Kings by the the amazing Canadian trio known as Rush. Uh, I mean, it, 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 we, I mean, it has no moose knuckle, but uh, no, we're gonna have to live without it. The album to pull over and show said moose knuckle, but it is. It, I, I will warn you. Trigger warning. It gets weird. If if the warning of spaceships flying into black holes isn't enough, it gets weird. This is not the most accessible rush, but it makes it the best rush. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is going to be next week. But this is this week, and this brings us to the end of another episode of Record Breakers. Uh, you can find, of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at Hibbity Bibbert H I B B I T Y B I B B R D. Drew is at X Lucifer X. I am at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four. Record breakers. Record breakers podcast.com. Record breakers podcast at gmail, gmail.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, share, like, do the things, tell people about us. Until next time. Hasta los huevos.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>